This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Craig Peeler. He's committed to creating an extraordinary experiences no matter where you are related to events. He's best known for founding Spingo, a robust event platform powering 5,500 entertainment apps and delivering live event content for more than 7 million events worldwide. Spingo is dedicated to providing integrated solutions for its 350,000 registered event makers, enabling them to efficiency list, promote, and optimize their events. Craig, are you ready to take us to the top? Great. Thanks, Nathan. Good to be here with you. You bet. So we talked before the call about you sponsoring Silicon Slopes event, which is not, you know, that doesn't have the cool factor of a rock star, you know, going on tour. Who do you work with more, general events or kind of artists on tour? More general events, actually. Uh, We found there's a lot of opportunity to innovate and add optimization to fairs, festivals, comic cons, things that uh, a lot of times people don't think about all the pieces that need to go in to make one of those events successful. Uh, we we like to work with them. So there, there's a lot of people working with the major headliners. That's not really our gig. So And is it a pure play SaaS model or is it a one-time per event kind of fee? What's your model? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a per event SaaS platform. Um, you know, they pay as they do an event. A lot of our clients do an event every month or at least, uh, you know, six events a year. Uh-huh. And so it's, it, there is a recurring revenue base, but uh, we also do a lot of marketing with them. We help them navigate different options on Facebook and Google channels. Uh, we're getting more, more and more into influencer marketing and trying to help them uh, just overall make their event a success. The influencer marketing and the relationships with registrants throughout the year, were those both added later on when you realized those were the key to driving down churn in this kind of business? Definitely, yeah. And there's no question that uh, those are the big things that drive event attendance as well. Interesting. And did you see that pan out? Did churn decrease with the launch of these? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've been able to provide a much better ROI uh, to our clients, and they come back to us time and time again. So, so give me a general sense of size here. Are we talking folks paying a hundred bucks per month on average? You know, a thousand, ten thousand, a million. What general size are you working with? Uh, for the events, it's somewhere between a thousand and ten thousand per event. Okay, that, interesting. Uh, so, yeah. so why, when you give me the pricing, why do you tie it to the event when you know the reason after the event they're going to work with you is to, for the life cycle stuff? I mean, how do you position that? Well, the challenge is that uh, every event maker, as we call them, um, they have a different pattern of events. So it might be a, a state fair that only does one event a year, um, whereas we have other people who do an event every two weeks. So um, we couldn't find a one-size-fits-all kind of SaaS recurring monthly cost. And so they'd rather just pay as a direct correlation to what they're earning per their event. So Interesting. So we could probably talk for days and take up the full 15 minutes going down every one of your cohorts you serve. But I mean, generally on average, would you say these customers, you know, it's a grand a month on average, a hundred bucks or you're more enterprise? Like I say, it's per event and it's usually somewhere between a thousand and ten thousand dollars that they pay. And that's 
Yeah, that's I'm trying to normalize though per events. And registration. I, I'm trying to normalize, right? Because you said some people have right. five events in a month, some have one. So it's yeah. a bad, that's a huge difference. Um, okay, we'll move on. When did you launch the company? Launched in 2012. Okay, and give me a general sense of where you were at when you launched. I mean, was this, uh, you know, you were leaving corporate, you wanted to do your own thing, your back was against the wall, you had to make this work. Where were you? Yeah, in 2001, I actually started a, a company called Spin Media Marketing, and I did media production, and we did a lot of app development, but I was also an audio engineer. And so I'd done live sound support for a lot of events. So I had a lot of event friends that had tried to produce events that flopped or just struggled to get the attendance they needed. And so I saw there was a big opportunity uh, to really solve the event discovery and the event innovation side of things. And so I actually had launched an earlier version of Spingo just in Utah in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have enough capital to go beyond Utah. So it was online and we were taking care of a few major clients in the Salt Lake area in 2012 to raise enough capital to take it national. And so that's when we actually incorporated and, and took it out at a bigger scale. So I'd already had quite a bit of product validation. We had 50 clients signed up. Um, these were uh, distribution partners that were our early clients. Uh, so like Salt Lake Tribune, uh, X96, radio stations, um, groups like that, that wanted our event content. And that's what we signed up in 2008. But by uh, by 2013, we had transitioned to signing up actually more of the events themselves uh, because they needed the, the support to not only get their event information out there online, but to make their events successful for their attendees. And so fast forward to today, how many event organizers are, are working with you on a paid model? I assume you don't have a free model. Uh, we do have a free model you where do. you can add your event to Spingo for free. Uh, and all in, we've had 7 million events added to Spingo over the last six years. Okay. So these are people that come in, list their, their event for free. And then we've had close to 100,000 that have come in and paid us for either marketing or event support. Okay, and that's obviously over six years. I mean, give me a sense. That, like, right. Obviously, I can't just divide that by six because you're growing. Um, gen- generally, I mean, how do you like to talk about your growth year yeah. over year? So this year, we'll probably have over 30,000 uh, clients that will pay us for either campaigns or for or for uh, event support. That's with our platform we call Master. That's great. Now, now, can one of those 30,000 put on five events? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay, got it. That's interesting. So, so tell me more about as a CEO, how you do capital planning in this business. I mean, when you look at the revenue streams, it's highly dependent on the velocity of events. It sounds like, right. If someone does one a year, they're nowhere near as valuable as one a week. So how do you plan revenue relative to hiring and investing in CAC and stuff? Yeah, it's always a challenge uh, because of the event cycle and, and there's definitely a seasonality to our business. The spring and summer months are, are definitely more busy. Okay. Um, but we have a self-serve platform where people come and add their event for free and then pay to upgrade. And that kind of normalizes throughout the year. That's pretty dependable revenue. Um, and then we, uh, we try to get payments over time for even the events that are happening in the summer. They, they prepay for some services as early as June or, or January, you know, prior to for June pre-marketing, event. right? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So, so, so at, and you said that 30,000 number that those are not free events. You're way higher in terms of free. Those are just people that pay you that upgrade. Yeah. No, free events are, uh, close to a million a year yep. that are listed on our system. And there's value there because you, it sounds like you syndicate that content to some partners. That's right. Yeah. We have, uh, we have thousands of media partners and travel websites and things like that where our content is published. So, so that's why they come to Spingo. We're like a AP press wire of event content. That's yeah, that's a, it's close to what I was about to say, but with 30,000 folks, 30,000 events at that grand kind of price point on average, I mean, it's fair to say you guys are North of 30 million in ARR at this point or some form of ARR. Um, no, some of those campaigns are quite small, so we're okay. not, we're not at 30 yet. So the average is lower than, than the grand you'd say. 
Yeah. Do you think you break 30 this year? Uh, 30 million in AR. Come on. No. no? no. How many years do you need? Uh, give me three years. All right. We'll have you back on in three. <laughs> we'll have you back on okay. in three. Are you north of 10 today? Can you give us a general sense of size? Nope. We're just, we're at under 10. Under, uh, okay, we, under we 10. Did, uh, we grew last year by 50%, and the year before that, we, we grew 100%. That's, so. good. That's good. Can I put a minimum on it to give you credit, like up north of five? We're last year we did 3.6. That's that helped. That's even makes it easier. So 3.6 last year going 50% year over year. Yep. You've raised how much? Uh, we've raised 10. Okay. 10 and walk me through in the conversations you were having with these investors trying to describe your revenue flows. I imagine there were some objections about, you know, churn and it's a one-time event. How did you overcome those objections in the capital raise? Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of it's the, the vision and the excitement for the space. I think there's still a lot of room for disruption uh, around events and the events that have been a lot of failed startups in the space. And uh, there's definitely been kind of some anxiety around, um, you know, can you convert human behavior around going to live events? And that's where we didn't want to focus on a discovery app. We wanted to focus on solving the problems for the event maker. And when the uh, when the VCs I was working with saw that we were focused more on solving that kind of pain and frustration rather than just trying to change the consumer behavior, yep. they were definitely more interested in, in my vision and, and the overall opportunity in the company. Yep. No, that, that, that makes good sense. And what's the team size at today? Uh, right now we're 20 people. All based out there in Salt Lake? Nope. Uh, they're spread out. We, we've got some remote team and, uh, but our headquarters is here in Salt Lake. And how are you signing these folks up? Talk to me about customer acquisition strategy. Yeah, so a lot of times they come in, they add their event for free to the Spingo distribution network. How do they find it, though, in the first place? Um, so early on, like I said, back in, uh, you know, as early as 2008 and then moving into 2012 when we expanded nationally, we signed partnerships with everything from LA Times, New York Daily News, the Boston Globe, San Francisco Chronicle. And if you went to any of those event sections, they were actually powered by Spingo. And most of them still are today. And so when somebody would come in and see their event not listed there, they would add it. And when they add it, they're actually submitting it to Spingo. And so we got a steady stream of public submissions. Today, we get about 50,000 public submissions every month that come into our system. And then we follow up with them and say, hey, we see you have, you have a great event coming up. Uh, what are you doing for registration? What are you doing for marketing? We can help you grow your audience. Have you done a Facebook campaign? What are you doing for SEO or SEM? And uh, that usually piques their interest. And they, they recognize that they're in over their head and they've got too many too many plates spinning. And so they come back to us and say, yeah, we'd like to have you help us out. So do you do any direct advertising right now? Facebook ads, Google ads, things like that? Not typically, no. Okay. So you, you mentioned conferences. I mean, what are you spending, would you say, in an average year on other forms of direct paid marketing? Uh, so promoted at an event uh, IFE back in November, December. Um, and it was all the fairs and festivals around the United States that were there. Um, so all in, you know, we might spend $10,000 a year on event marketing for ourselves. But the nice thing is like Silicon Slopes Tech Summit, we're there running the event. So anybody who attends definitely sees Spingo is a big part of that. And we get a lot of follow-up interest from that. So we don't have to pay for the marketing. A lot of times just being at the event is marketing enough for us. That's great. So so do you, I mean, do you have of the 20 people, are any of them dedicated to inside sales? In other words, do you have a fully weighted CAC or no, you don't really, you're not really looking at CAC at all? Uh, so we have, we have three inside sales. Um, you know, reps that are, they're taking those conversations, turning them into to opportunities. So again, do you, is CAC something you look at or not really at this point? It is, um, but it, it's a little bit hard to track just because of the, the nature of how we get the leads and, and how they come in. So, 
what what around unit economics do you look at? If I gave you the choice of you know churn, CAC, you know LTV, payback period, which of these numbers is most important to you? We like to think about LTV. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the most important to us. Is we recognize that if you know we close a, a you know a fair park, for example, a state fair park. Uh, not only can we work with them on their state fair, but they also have events throughout the year that happens at that venue, and you know the potential millions of of attendees that come through. And on average, we get between a dollar and a dollar fifty per attendee that comes through one of these events. So when we sign a deal with you know major fairgrounds, um, that can be pretty significant. Okay, and when you start to factor in like you know your churn or how many people those fairgrounds that you sign up in one year and lose the next, I mean, what do you? How long do you assume one of these deals will stay with you? And what do you assume the lifetime value is at minimum? Yeah, our churn today is for uh, for somebody who uses Eventmaster, our churn is less than four percent annually. Annually, and that's on a logo basis or revenue. That's a logo basis. Logo basis. Okay. Is revenue even smaller? Uh, sometimes, you know, you might have an event who had a successful year last year and their their actual event is a little bit smaller this year. Uh-huh. Uh, so there might be a little less revenue tied to one event, but most of our events are growing year over year. Interesting. So, okay. So f- four or 5% logo churn annually. That's really, really healthy. Are you in the net negative churn rate right now because of the expansion yes. or no? Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's a good place to be. Really good place yeah. to be. Um, do you look at payback at all or no? Because CAC isn't, obviously CAC, that only matters if you have CAC. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, you pay back in terms of marketing ROI or yeah, yeah, in terms of if you spend X amount of money to acquire a customer, you want to get that money back in the first 12 months kind of thing. Yeah. We, we try to recoup it within 12 months. And are you right now? Yeah. For okay. the most part, you know, there's always events. The challenge for us is we will believe in an event. Uh, we'll take the event maker a little bit at their word and we'll help them. And in the end, if their event still flops, um, you know, that can hurt us too, because we put a lot of energy and marketing behind it as well. And, and, uh, you're banking on that event, you know, being able to, to pay back, uh, the money that was invested. And sometimes they just don't get the ROI on their event that they were expecting. So last two economics questions before we wrap up with the famous five in terms of dollars. I mean, what do you assume one of these guys is worth? Do you put a minimum on it? 50 grand, a hundred grand? A- we have such a wide range. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're talking about a, a county or state fair, I mean, we think those are, 50,000 annually, all the way up to half a million annually, just depending on this, the volume. Now, there's a San Diego County Fair, for example, they have 1.4 million attendees in a county fair. That's just, you know, phenomenal. And so there's a lot of opportunities out there. They are longer sales cycles just because they're big organizations with big committees and a lot of them, you know, receive government funding. And so they like Spingo. They, they want to switch to our platform. They see that it's a no brainer to help their event attendee experience improve. But just to get them to change their behavior and switching costs kind of get in the way sometimes. Makes sense. Craig, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Oh, uh, zero to one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying there in Salt Lake? Aaron Sconard. And who, what's he run? Plural site. Portal site? Plural site. Plural site. Okay, number yep. three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Zapier. It's a good one. Number three or four. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, six. Okay. And situation, married, single, you have kids? Married with kids. How many? We have five kids. Holy mackerel. Craig, <laughs> five. How old are you? I'm 38 years old. Well, look, okay. So you get some tax deductions and that maybe that's five <laughs> free employees in about 20 years. But take me back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish he knew? 
Oh, I wish I knew how long sales cycles are. <laughs> sales cycles are long. There you guys have it from Kyle building out Spingo. Launched really as an agency to start, then really started getting serious in 2012, building out the management system behind these events. There's a content play here as well. That's really how they're getting so many new users with very, very little CAC is through this these branded kind of channel partnerships where they publish the uh, the content for the events. They've raised 10 million bucks, serving over 30,000 events annually, did 3.6 million in 2016, growing 50% year over year. So they're doing about 450 grand a month right now, or they'll break caught four or five, five-ish uh, this year. 4% logo churn annually, super healthy economics. Again, growing at a healthy uh, at a healthy pace with 10 million raised. Craig, thank you for taking us to the top. Great. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it.